All right. Good morning, Mr. Corey Stockwell. How are you doing today? Fantastic, Mr. Jeff Underwood. How are you, sir? Doing wonderful, sir. Doing wonderful, sir. <laughs> Boy, is it too early or have I had not had enough coffee yet this morning? Man, slurring my Maybe words. Both. Maybe both. <laughs> and I promise I have no uh, adult beverages in my system. My gosh. Well, maybe that's the problem. Yeah, I'm kidding. never <laughs> Well, hey, Corey, we, uh, our last discussion, right? We talked about engaging the inner circle, who was in it, right? And um, I think it was a discussion that kind of ended a little too early. Um, I think we could have kept going from that. And so um, I want to just kick this off with you, right? Kind of where we left off um, and where, where do you want to start today? Well, I think, you know, we left off talking about how important it is that First of all, we all have mentors in our lives, um, but it's also just as important that we are also a mentor and looking for those opportunities. And I mean, especially if you've made it to a position of leadership, there's a reason behind that. And um, and now it's time to, you know, if you want to continue to climb in your position of leadership, it's time to start identifying other leaders around you and pouring into them what it takes to do your job. Uh, you know, in this case, mentoring can equal succession planning, uh, which is a very important part of any leader's journey, as you well know. Um, And so I like to kind of think about this as, you know, the last time we're talking about the inner circle, now we're kind of making it a Venn diagram a little bit, right? So you've got, you've got your circle of influence and now you can bring another circle of influence into the picture where, you know, as you're growing, you're allowing others to grow. And, and really in the, this mindset is the, you, you kind of need to be in the thinking pattern of um, um, if I've got a skill to pass on and I'm not passing it on, I'm squandering it, um, you know, to really, to really make the impact you you've got to share those things that got you to where you are. Um, that's not the time to take your ball and go home. <laughs> right. So I think today's discussion, we can, we can peel that back a little bit and, and talk about how we identify those opportunities and where to start and all of that. Yeah, so. man, that is just, uh, that's incredible, right? Like, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit and we, we kind of never really plan our, our talks, but hearing some of the things that you just said, it was just kind of like fireworks going off in my head right? going, <laughs> Oh man. This thought, this thought, this thought, right? So, you know, holding on to identify, right? Um, You know, identify and recognizing, I guess, can be the same thing, um, right? But one word that just like, it it was like someone pulled an arrow back and just went wham. And, and And I think it's more of, I think sometimes when you talk about succession planning, right? Yeah. And yeah. handing those reins over and allow others to go and lead, um, you know, and maybe we talk about what are what are some things that uh, why do why do we hold back or resist giving those other people opportunity to lead? Right? Is, is it is it something that we're eager to have them go and do? Because um, I think there's sometimes this uh, feeling of um, maybe they're not going to do it my way or doing as good. Like you know, I don't want them to 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 fail. Right? Like there's there's that care piece of it, but I almost think it comes down to more of trust. Yeah, for sure. Trust and, and, and to your point, you know, people typically have, um, 
uh, they hold on tightly to the things they do well. Um, you know, it's just human nature. That's okay. That's, you know, you lean into those things, but I think, um, you know, when it comes to figuring out, uh, what to delegate and to who, and and those kind of things, it's really almost, um, I I know this is going to sound weird, but it's a little bit of trial and error. And, and I'll give you an example. You know, when, when I think about ways that I've identified those with a talent or skill set to lead, I, you know, I've done it in almost a random fashion where like, for instance, I I'll, I'll have a weekly uh, leadership call with my team. Right. And Mm -hmm. after four or five weeks of that, um, you, you kind of find yourself falling into a pattern. They know exactly what to expect on that call. And it kind of turns into a state of the union or it can. Um, and so one of the ways to breathe fresh life into that is to set the calendar so that each week, a different member of your team leads the meeting. It's still the meet. I mean, the meeting's still being had and the content's the content, but it gives others an opportunity to, to, to first of all, lead the call to pick what's important to them to discuss and talk about. Yeah. And, and then, and also it gives you an opportunity to see how the rest of the team responds to that person. And boy, that, that an exercise like that can really help you see if you haven't already who on your team has the stuff. Right. And, then, and then that is somebody to really pour into and, and just, Hey man, you knocked that out of the park. I see a lot of talent uh, and, and, and skill there. I'd love to hone that with you. Um, let's start working on that together. Um, and you know, then boom, you, how to, that's obviously something flattering to hear. You notice sure. something wonderful and you want to help, you know, build on that. Um you know, you're, you're, you're probably going to be met with a lot of excitement and, and gratitude and, and, you know, flattery. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. just, uh, you know, if you're thinking about how do I even know where to start, that's sometimes you kind of have to put it to the test and see where the cream rises. Yeah. And I think, you know, speaking that from the leadership perspective, right. Of identifying somebody that, Hey, I see something in somebody and having them now take a piece of, of leading others or, you know, uh, owning that, that piece is important. Um, I, my, I, my head kind of went to a visualization of, you know, we talk about leadership a lot, right? Yep. But even if you're not in a leadership role, that does not mean you are not a leader. Right. And I don't think you need to wait for someone to give you permission to lead something, I think, you know, I see a couple of people that I've had the privilege over the last nine, 10 months to work with. Um, and as you're saying that I'm visualizing their face yep. and they may not be in that leadership role, but they are a leader. Right? right. And in certain aspects, it's okay to just, Hey, I'm going to take charge here. I see a need. I'm going to help lead people through it. Right. That's you don't right. have, and I want to make sure that we get that point across that, just because as we talk about leadership roles and, you know, identifying those others, if you identify yourself with, Hey, I've got a skill, I have something here that I'm really good at and I can help lead others through it. Yep. Don't wait for that permission piece from your leaders say, Hey, here's your time to shine. Go do it. Just do That's it. Right. I'm a big believer in don't ask for permission. Just, you know, go for it sometimes. Exactly. And, and honestly, the most solid leaders assumed their role. They weren't given it. <laughs> right. And look, I'll go as far as to put a name to, to, to one of these. 
I, the first name that jumps to my mind is Brian Workman. And yeah. I know he's one of our listeners and he's, he's going to be, you know, uh, he's going to get a little shine here on this, but you talk about a guy that just stepped into the role. Um, you know, he's, he's in Oklahoma and, and jumped into literally without title or compensation, leading a team in Dallas and in South Texas, um, never met them personally, but just did what a leader does, which is, you know, just care. I mean, he reached out and was talking to him daily. What's your day look like? What are you running into? What kind of objections are you facing? Where are you seeing success? And just really got the conversation rolling, built a lot of trust, followed through, um, and just, you know, poured into people. And, and, and then, you know, you, the rest of the story is Clarence saw the value in that, understood exactly the kind of impact he was making. People started talking about him all throughout the company. And before you know it, boom, he's given a region. He earned it and it's growing like wildfire. Yeah. Um, and that that is a guy that he wasn't the best seller in the company. He didn't have the most stellar metrics leading the leaderboard. He was climbing it, but he wasn't on top. Uh, but he knew um, how to recognize value in others and, and bring that out. And man, you, that is hard to teach. Yep. Uh, so, you know, it when you see it and we've all got examples like that. And then two, to further the point, and then I'll shut up. Um, <laughs> we, we can all name a person or more like that in our organizations. You know, there are leaders that have the title and the, and that you can call and, and have the conversation with, but I, I bet you money. Every one of us can think of the person inside the organization more at a peer level that we'd prefer to call that always gives the right answer that has the kind of insight and history that, you know, they face this and they're going to give you the straight story um, that that's a leader. <laughs> so you can be that too. <laughs> yep. And, and, you know, the one thing is like you said, the right answer, right? Yeah. Some people always want to call the one person that's going to tell them what they want to hear. Or, or like what they think they want to hear. And sometimes the right answer isn't always in agreement with what you thought you were going to get. There was a right. case, you know, not too long ago where um got a phone call and the answer I gave stung a little bit. And I could feel like there was this disconnect a little bit, right? Like just like, whoa, uh, what happened there? But it was interesting, you know, two, three days later, it was thank you. I needed that. Right. So it doesn't mean that we always have to just, you know, um, be uh, sunshines and rainbows, so to speak, I, I guess is what I would say, or right. giving somebody what we think they need all the time and not wanting to hurt someone's feelings. But I think that just true candor and honesty, yep, that's how you help people elevate their growth, Bingo. right. Personally and or professionally. Right. That's right. Um, well, I mean, the, you know, if a mentoring relationship is comfortable, it's not working. Um, you know, I, I don't know if this was, you know, something I read or something I just came up with, but literally your comfort zone should be the most uncomfortable place you ever find yourself because it means the growth has stopped. And if yeah. the growth has stopped, then atrophy has begun. And, and so to grow as a leader, as a human, you got to think about it like how you'd grow a muscle. A muscle doesn't just grow because you want it to. A muscle doesn't just grow because you 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 ate the right food or read the right books, right? In this example, a muscle grows because you put it to a stress point that it broke it down, 
And then it rebuilds itself stronger based on what you're feeding it, the amount of rest, the amount of stretching, all those things. Right. And so you can relate those directly back to your career, your, you know, your mentality, whatever you want to say. Um, You've got to be stretched by a mentor. You have to be challenged. You've, You've got to be put in a position where, you know, they believe you can do it more than you do at that moment. And, and those are the, the, those opportunities that really open your eyes to how much power you really do have. And so if you've ever been in that situation and you know how good it feels, it's time to look for opportunities to start sharing that downstream with the circle you're selecting. Yeah. And if you haven't experienced that yet, look for new mentors. (laughs) Very true. Right. You got to be challenged. Um, uh, the comfort zone is uh, it, it's a dangerous zone, right? Um, yeah. It really, really is. Um, one of the things I, I'll share a quick story, you know, and and it's uh, I think it can really align with this, right? So making sure that it, there, there's something about when we do these, we always see each other because we're on screen, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, especially in a in a world over the last year. Um, traveling, not being able to go and shake someone's hand, give someone a hug, right? It, it, it's sometimes hard to know how someone's really doing. Is it a facade? Is it is it they're showing their true self, the sense of community? Um, and so I, I, it was interesting because obviously being a football, you know, big 49er fan and sports buff and all that good stuff, it was I was reading a story uh, yesterday or the day before about uh, Trent Williams, you know, the, the, the big uh, offensive lineman, that came in to the 49ers last year and needed a new deal to stay, right? Or he was going to get picked up. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs were about to, to swoop him away from the 49ers. Mm. Um, and there was a, a picture of Trent Williams sitting out in front of a restaurant with his phone. And you could tell he's FaceTiming, right? It's not up to his ear. He's looking at it. And uh, Kyle Shanahan, the coach of the 49ers, has a rule. Um that anytime he's having a conversation with one of his players, it's through FaceTime. You're not allowed to not be able to look at each other in the face. And I just found that, um, you know, through sports, right. And just that, that mentality, it, I think it just speaks volumes to his players, him, his kind of a rule and a standard. We're going to see each other when we have a conversation. Right. And I just, man, there's just, I don't know why I'm sharing that. I just think there's so much power in that. Well, it reminds me of something you you said at the tail end of our last episode about the, your mentor relationship that's never even really been formalized and, and like called a mentor relationship. You just both pour into each other. But the thing that stuck out to me about that relationship is, is that you mentioned that you have a lot of moments where it's like, so now tell me what's really going on. Right. Man, it is hard to know that that's a moment you need to seize if you can't see their face, their body language, their eyeballs. Um, and so you you do kind of, you know, you can still connect by phone or text, but you there's so much lost in the context that you don't get if you if you're not judging the body language. And those moments where you stop them and go, okay, I know this is the talk track you've sold yourself, but. Right with me, you get real and that's not real. So now get real, yep. man, you're going to miss those opportunities if you can't see the body language and read the whole story. So that, man, that is a great nugget. I, I, I'm not, you know, I know it fits in here and I, I'm glad you told the story. Uh, I just think it's a good nugget. Like 
those closest to you, you should be able to, uh, to see personally, if you can't be in the same room. Well, I think, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the ones that, you know, closely, or even if you know that you, you know, Hey, I should be leading others. Right. And maybe not. Uh, and maybe you're, you're led where, Hey, we're just on the phone or a conference call, no camera on, right. Be that catalyst or that change. If you have that desire to, you know, um, lead other people or that you need to feel this urge to reach out to them, change the narrative, right. Call them with a camera on. Right. And all of a sudden it's pretty interesting, you know, to it's, it's funny and interesting to watch when, you know, I'm a big believer in camera on. Right. And maybe that's why I resonate with that story so much. It just, I think it's great. Um, you know, where I remember times where I'd be the only one with the camera on. Yeah. I don't care if there's 50 people on the line, I'm still going to have my camera on and everyone can have it turned off. But over time, more and more people turn the camera. Like it just builds a sense of community, right? Camaraderie, community. And it's just, uh, I think it carries a lot of meaning. Um, but uh, anyways, I digress. So getting off a uh, topic, I think a little bit, but I think it's just important to note that uh, be real, be human. Um, and don't be afraid to show up and show your face. That's right. Well, and, and so, you know, so many people are, um, you know, they're, communication language, right? A lot of people are big on personal touch um, as far as their love language or whatever you want to call it. And a lot of people, it's words of recognition. Um, You know, there's all those different languages, but the one that is really universal is just that need for human interaction. And so when we're all just faceless on a call, it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to check those text messages or dip back into email or social media and even though we're together, we're not together. But when the cameras are on, there's, you know, you're, you're locked in. You're, yeah. if you're not looking at yourself on camera, you're looking at everybody else. And it just, it does, it changes the dynamic. So if I agree for those relationships closest to you, do whatever you can to make it as personal as possible, even in this time where it's, you know, kind of frowned upon to sit shoulder to shoulder. Um, it's getting better though. It really is getting better. I walked into a few places this last week. I was really impressed to see the the number of people inside and seeming normal. So that, that is good stuff. Oh, it's great stuff. Man. So welcoming, right? We need, um, we need it. Yeah, for sure. So maybe we wrap up here uh, over the next, I don't know, seven, 10 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Let's get a little tactical, right? Yeah. So, you know, we, we definitely have talked about the value of having your inner circle, Yep. Right. That the inner circle of mentors, people that you can communicate and talk to. Um, but maybe let's you don't have a circle, right? Maybe yeah. you maybe you find encouragement and your circle is quotes from Google, right? Or maybe it's quotes from Twitter, from whatever, you know, someone that you um I don't want to say idolize here, but somebody that you respect of what they've done professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and they drop some nuggets and quotes because I think those are super important, right? Yep. But I also think to just have that, you're missing the human connection with somebody to that can be share candor with you, right? Um, yeah, you can look at a quote and those are great. But let's say you identify yourself as, you know what? I need to build my inner circle um, with, say, start with two, start with one, whatever it case case may be. Yep. Um, you know, identifying those opportunities, but let's tactical, like, Hey, I, I realize I don't really have any 
mentors. I don't have an inner circle. What would you say would be the first thing? Well, and we we talked about the, you know, finding mentors a little bit last time, which is, you know, it needs to scare you a little bit to think about reaching out to that person, the assumption of them being too busy for you, but boy, they make it all look easy and, and everything they touch works or whatever, right? Like you, you kind of know that that is someone I want to learn from. Um, So I would challenge everybody to find someone in your life this week between now and the next episode that makes you feel that way. And then take the bold step of asking them to pour into you. Um, I I really do think you'd be surprised at how the response you get, how positive it will likely be. Um, And as far as finding those that you'd like to mentor, um, the, the same is really, it's kind of the same thing, right? So who's calling you all the time? Who's asking the good, really good questions? You know, who's very active? Who's reading the right books or recommending books or asking what books they should read? What? Remember, we are who we are because of the books we've read, the people we hang with, and the places we've been. And so when you're able to, you know, spot in someone that, man, they've got two out of the three, they just need that third pillar and boy, they'd be scary. Good. What those are the people you approach. And, and honestly, edification works really well. And those moments where you see someone that needs mentoring, if you walk up to them and go, man, you're pretty good, but I could get you better if you'd spend a little time with me. Boy, that's, that's kind of an insult, right? Right. It's more like, I I don't even know if you realize how good you are. Um, Like I've been doing this a while and I can tell you've got all the right stuff. Um, You know, there's, uh, I think we, there could be a lot of benefit for both of us. If we spend some dedicated time together, just growing each other. Right. And, 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 cause that's ultimately what's going to happen. Believe it or not, when you're a mentor, you're still learning too. Uh (laughs) I love that you said that, right. It's uh, just because you're a mentor you're going to get mentored too. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think like parenting, right? Oh my yeah. gosh. My kids teach me so much um, along the way. I mean, goodness gracious. It, it's, it's edifying to me to see, you know, that as a result. Um, sure. And so that, that's an incredible feeling. And before you know it, you know, you'll kind of have that model in your mind of, okay, there's another one, man, look at this. So it's, it's a little like, um, I may have told this story before, but my dad always said, whatever you do, don't ever go buy a five-gallon bucket. Don't buy them. Just take a drive. I promise you, now that I've mentioned this, Jeff, next time you're driving around, keep your eyes peeled on the side of the road, especially on the highway. You will find five-gallon buckets all over <laughs> the place. They blow out of the back of trucks. They just do. And so for, it's so funny now. Every time I drive around, I'm like, yep, there's a bucket. That's so funny. when you know about it, now your eyes are open to it. It's like when you get a new car, you never notice they're all over the road. Now you see right. them everywhere, right? Sure. Same thing. When you're in that mindset, the opportunities end up being like right in front of your face all the time. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I never heard the five-gallon bucket one before. So <laughs> thanks for that. I'm now I'm when I'm driving you. around, I'm going to see five-gallon buckets everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, that is too <laughs> funny. Um Awesome. Well, I'm glad you, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad you responded the way you did, right? Because we did talk about identifying that in the past. And so, um, but if if you are someone that, uh, hey, reach out and mentor someone else, right? Even if someone's not mentoring you and you have think, something inside going, hey, I have something to offer this person. Don't be shy. 
Well, just remember, I mean, you know, the, the, the people you lead are a mirror of yourself, right? So it's a direct reflection of your leadership, which also means when the spotlight's on them, it's beaming right back at you. So build people up to be in the spotlight, step back, let them take the glory. It, yeah. I promise you, nobody forgets who helped them get there. Yep. Um, and it, that, that speaks volumes. So it's, I think, uh, yeah, it's, you know, and hopefully, right. Yes. Obviously recognition is important, but wanting it more for somebody else, like just to, to be in that, that spotlight, you know, internally, that is, I mean, I think that's the greatest reward, right? Like, that's right. Hey, I don't need credit here. It just, it, you know, I helped someone get to where they were and man, it's a pretty, pretty dang good feeling. Um, it is. That's legacy. Yep. So, which, which is awesome. So, well, excellent, man. We, uh, I think we covered a, a lot and I'm sure there's other talking points on the inner circle, right? Developing your inner circle. Um, you know, some keywords they identify trust, right? Um, mm -hmm. you know, comfort versus out of comfort zone, right? Um, yep. all great things. And, um, just hope that if you're listening, right? Identifying who your inner circle is. If you don't have one, begin to get one, right? You have something of value to offer. Everyone has something worth of value to offer somebody else. Um, let's get engaged and turn on the camera, have a conversation and uh, all's good in the world. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. I like these two parters. That's, that's really good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes they're a little repetitive, you know, cause uh, you know, someone over here, uh, you know, started the the conversation slurring his words and then asked questions <laughs> last time. But uh, hey, keeping you know it what? interesting, uh, baby. <laughs> that's right, keeping everyone on their toes. So, um, well, Cord, have a phenomenal day, and as always, appreciate you, buddy, and uh, look forward to uh, our next uh, next talk. I love it. Well, I appreciate you too. As always, this has been the highlight of my day. And uh, let's all get out there and engage. Right on, baby. Have a great day. Likewise.